Good evening. Merry Christmas to you all. It's exciting to be here with you to be able to gather and worship and this morning, this evening, uh, be reminded of the coming of our great Savior. To do that, we're going to just focus on two of the verses that we've already heard uh, read uh, this evening, uh, verses 10 and 11. And let me read them to us now again. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we come tonight so thankful for the birth of Jesus Christ, that the Savior of the world, the Christ, the Lord, came down. And we are thankful. Would you be present with us as we spend a few minutes tonight focusing on your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know, many of you have maybe seen or read The Lord of the Rings at some point or another. And of course, nothing says Christmas like Lord of the Rings, right? That's your first thought. And even worse, whenever I talk about, you know, what, what is the great theme of, of the, those books is, of course, a darkness that has descended over Middle Earth. Um, and at the very end, in the, in the last of the books, um, after there's been a great battle, um, one of the hobbits, they're the little people, if you're not really familiar, um, was injured pretty badly. His name is Samwise, faithful friend throughout it all. He was injured pretty greatly. You thought he would have lost his life, but he eventually comes back. And as he comes to Gandalf, Gandalf the great wizard, is there to, to greet him. Now, of course, the last time he saw Gandalf, Gandalf was falling to his death. And Gandalf says to him, well, Master Samwise, how do you feel? And Sam was looking mouth agaped, said, Gandalf, I thought you were dead. But then I thought I was dead as well. Is everything, he says, and this is what I want us to think about. He says these words, is everything sad going to come untrue? What's happened to the world? And Gandalf tells him some incredible news, some incredible good news. He tells him a great shadow has departed. Great shadow has departed Middle Earth. The battle has been won, and at this, the wizard laughed. The sound was like music or like water in a parched land. And as Sam listened, um, the thought came to him that he had not heard laughter. The pure sound of merriment for days without count. It fell upon his ears like the echo of all joys he had ever known. But he himself burst into tears. And then as a sweet rain will pass down a wind of spring and the sun will shine out the clearer, his tears ceased and his laughter welled up and laughing, he sprang up from his feet. He says, how do I feel? Well, I don't know how to say it. I feel, I feel like spring after winter, sun on the leaves and, and like the trumpets and the harps and all the songs I've ever heard. See, for Samwise, he had just heard the most incredible good news he could ever imagine, that everything sad in Middle Earth had really come untrue. 
this morning, or this evening, as I, I just read, we have some other incredible good news before us that the angel brings. Now, this is really good news, good news even greater than the good news that Sam heard uh, uh, from Gandalf. Now, we, we have all sorts of good news in our world, right? You can have good news like, I got a good grade on a test, or good news, I, I, I won a game, or it could be even, you know, we kind of increase in like how good of news it is. It, it could be good news, I'm, I'm pregnant, and, or, or good news, we, we won the war. Like, there's all sorts of levels of, uh, of good news that we have. In the Bible, this good news is very specific. Okay? In, the, in the Old Testament, we, we read this in Isaiah 52. How beautiful. Upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The good news that we see in Scripture is a saving good news. Now, technically, the, the language used here in Luke, um, it was very technical, in a sense, in that day. That the, the, the kind of good news that we're talking about here, the, the, the word that's used here, it's, it's usually reserved for the emperor. It's usually reserved for Caesar. It's, it's usually good news about him. In fact, in one place we read this. Uh, this is from back in Caesar Augustus's day, the Caesar Augustus that we read about at the very beginning of Luke 2. Whereas Caesar Augustus, when he appeared, exceeded the hopes of all who had anticipated good news. And whereas the birthday of the god, Caesar Augustus, marked the wor- marked for the world the beginning of good news coming through him. You see, good news in that day in, in Rome was reserved for the king, the emperor, the Caesar. And, and so it was specific good news. It was about the, the birth of a king, the coronation of a king, or the victory of a great king. And I think it's very purposeful that the scripture uses this kind of good news language. And it's very fitting. At the beginning of Luke 2 that we read, who who do we have? But we have Caesar Augustus. And and what is he doing? Because he is so powerful, he's so great, what does he do? He compels everyone to go to their home cities to be taxed. That's how powerful he is. The one who in their world was the one who brought good news. But what are we told in Luke 2? That there is another one who brings good news who brings a much greater good news because there is a greater Caesar. A greater king has come, a greater savior, who Luke tell us, tells us is Christ the Lord. Here we learn that the good news of, uh, of this great king, who, we, we learn of a good news of, of one who is greater than any king who has ever come before. It's that good news that we come to celebrate tonight, right? The good news of the birth of, of the king, and this is good news. It's the good news that everybody in Jesus' day, when he was born, this is the good news they should have all been waiting for, should have all been expecting, this long-awaited Messiah. They were long expected that day when the serpent's head would be fatally wounded. That day when the Savior who was going to come, who would make everything sad, come untrue. And we read about that great good news and about that Savior here in Luke 2 tonight, don't we? Verse 11, we're told about him. For unto you 
is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ. You notice the nowness of that language? The, the, the angel is saying, right now, and this is the shepherd's day, not our day, right? The now. What you have been anticipating, what you have been waiting for, they're saying, right now is being realized. That long expected one is, is here now. The shepherds were being told. The beginning of, of, of the messianic salvation had come. You, do, do you notice what it says? For unto you this day is born what? A Savior. Right then. Not will be a Savior, but is a Savior. You see that babe wrapped in swaddling clothes was already at work saving world. You see, we must understand his, his saving act isn't just his, his death and resurrection. Sometimes we reserve it just for that, but it's not. His saving act began the moment that he was conceived in the womb because he didn't just come to die. Jesus, the one who, who we celebrate the, this evening, he came to live. You might have heard the, the gospel summarized in, in, in this way. He, he, Jesus, lived the life that you and I have, have failed to live. And he also died the death that we deserve to die. It was His whole life was necessary. Every moment of it, every moment of his living from the moment of his conception, even as he's laying there, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger, he is at work. Saving his people. And what a great contrast this is to, to Caesar. Caesar. Caesar was often talked about as a savior. Now, I don't know what ways Caesar Augustus saved his people. But it doesn't even hold a candle. It doesn't even begin to compare to the salvation that came and that comes through Jesus Christ. We're told here that he is the Savior. We're told also that he is what? The Christ, right? The Christ. That's the, the New Testament word for that Old Testament word, Messiah. Messiah, that, that long-expected one, the, the one who is going to be seated on David's throne forever. That promise from long ago was finally fulfilled. It was the Messiah that they... That the, the people of God, the Israelites, were waiting for. And when the shepherds hear these words, when they're out in their field and they hear that, that there's a Savior who is Christ, understand what's going through their brain. They're immediately thinking Messiah. They're immediately thinking the promised one. The, the one that was promised has finally come. And the angels are there uh, announcing his coming. Everybody should have been waiting. Everybody should have been expecting the shepherds. Surely knew. Because they're told that this is this Savior, Christ, the Lord. The Lord. The one who sovereignly rules over all things. Now, I'm sure... Caesar Augustus thought he was the Lord. Lords have total authority, really, right? They're, it's another language for like king, 
And Caesar thought he had a lot of authority. But what we're learning here and what we see here, what's being announced here is that that, that babe who's, who's wrapped in swaddling clothes is the Lord, far more powerful than Caesar Augustus. John Calvin put it this way. He says, here is something marvelous. The Son of God descended from heaven in such a way that without leaving heaven, he willed to be born in the virgin's womb to go about the earth, to hang on the cross. Yet he continuously filled the world even as he had done from the beginning. He continues to do that even as he's, he's wrapped in swaddling clothes. Not, don't ask me to explain that to you tonight. But that is the wonder of the incarnation of God become man that this this baby is the Savior, the long-awaited Messiah. And even as he lays there, he's the Lord. Even as he's there, he's ruling all things. This is incredibly good news incredibly good news if we will take it in. Remember the words that the angel started with in verse 10. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. I have a question for us all tonight. We're all gathered here tonight. and You know, sometimes we, we come in here and this is like another stop on our Christmas festivities, right? One of those things we do, maybe we're checking it off the box. Or maybe we're not. I don't know for you. But regardless of where you're at, my question for us all tonight is really the same. Do you know this good news? Do you know this good news that the, that the angel came and proclaimed? Do you know this, this, this good news of a Savior, Christ, the Lord? Because this good news is for you. Good news. The Savior of the world, the promised Messiah, the Lord, has come. Good news, the Savior, Messiah, and Lord, born in Bethlehem, went on to live a perfect life, a life that we all, let's be honest, have failed to live, right? Good news, the one born in Bethlehem died the death that we all deserve because we failed to live the life that has been set before us, that we've been called to live. Good news. The birth of the one that we celebrate tonight, he rose from the dead. And he conquered sin and death. Good news. He ascended into heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father right now. And he, the Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, is ruling over all things right now. 
Please don't miss this. Good news. The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, whose birth we celebrate this night, he will come again. And he will make everything sad come untrue. For all those who have faith in him, who have acknowledged him as Savior, as Messiah, and as Lord. Do you know this good news tonight? Do you know the good news? Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for this wonderful and this good news, good news of our Savior, Christ the Lord, who has come has lived the life of perfection on our behalf. And who ultimately went to the cross and to the grave, but triumphed over it. Conquering sin and death. We thank you for the incredible good news of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you help us to believe it? Would you help us to cling to it even this night? Amongst all that we'll be doing as we, we go to our own places tonight and, and tomorrow. And Father, would you help us not and never to forget this incredible good news. This incredible good news of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his matchless name that we pray. Amen.